Welcome to this Mother Looking Life podcast with me, your host, Dion Buckingham-Brown, a midlife mummer enjoying life as a business owner, investor and entrepreneur here to help other midlife mums create the life they want on their terms. We'll be talking mindset, marketing and money-making skills, so wherever you're at in your midlife journey, we've got your back. What are you waiting for? Let the Mother Looking podcast begin. So today we've got a very special guest, Lisa Maimon. Uh, Lisa is a spiritual teacher and yogini, is an advanced teacher with Samananda Tantra School, uh, an international organisation established to offer personal spiritual development through the ancient science of Tantra Yoga. So I'm going to leave the introduction there, Lisa, because I'd really love to hear from you in person um, around what you do uh, and just have a great introduction to yourself. So thank you very much for joining us here on the show. So please share with us all uh, what you do, who you are and what you do and why. First of all, thank you for inviting me. It's very, very exciting always to connect with women and speak about topics that have touched me so deeply in my life. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking today, you know, before starting, uh, you know, how to how to bring people and the listeners more into this topic that we are going to talk about and i was thinking that i think i should start completely in a different way or even my own introduction a little bit in a different way and um i i wanted to say in the beginning the following that what i do or what our school organization is doing is we are offering solutions to people with the problems and issues that they come across in their lives we are offering solutions and ways how to improve yourself, to overcome challenges, to support yourself, your loved ones in different challenges of life. And there is a whole big spectrum what those things can be, right? So that's uh, that's what I'm doing in a, in a kind of a very, in a nutshell. But my own background is uh, coming, uh, is, is somewhat expected somewhat unexpected you know for somebody to land in a in a topic or in a field of tantric spirituality so i was born in estonia and um and i i grew up there i was very much focused on my schooling and education and did universities of different levels and different degrees and in different countries and then in, uh, in 2009, I came across um, of a, a Tantra workshop that was offered in, uh, in my town, in, in the capital there in Tallinn. And uh, a friend of mine mentioned it, and it was a Tantra workshop, like a weekend, two days. And at that time, I had no prior knowledge about Tantra, but I knew that it had to be something with sex, right? <laughs> so it caught my attention immediately because as well, I was like, yeah, I want to learn more about sex. I have had, I thought at that time, I've had lots of experiences already, but for sure there is more to, to see, to learn and so on. And so my initial motivation back then was very sexually related, actually, like sexual self-development which brought me to a Tantra course. Um, and that was taught by Somananda, my husband-to-be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of those, you know, life, life's uh, circumstances. Anyhow, I went to that course and the teaching, and I was just simply blown away by what is possible for a woman to experience sexually if you change certain things, if you 
learn deeper authentic knowledge in fact and if you disconnect from I don't know this magazine type of approach five ways out to get an orgasm six ways out to pleasure your man and so on which are also superficial and I was feeling that for the first time in my life I was um, 28 uh, at that time at first time in my life I was learning something meaningful about sexuality and who I am as a woman and and what is possible in terms of pleasure but not only it's just that workshop opened up a door not just to a towards a holistic sexuality but towards spirituality as a whole because I learned okay tantra is not just sex and there is way way more there so I continued my studies with Somananda and um, Next to that, our personal relationship developed as well. We fell in love, we became a couple and uh, started living together later on, got married as well. And uh, Somananda is my husband, but is my teacher as well. So under him, I've been studying now for over 12 years and um, through those processes developed myself to become um, a yoga teacher a Tantra teacher and a Tantra massage teacher, meditation teacher, like everything that Tantra includes. So we are doing it together now. So my background was generally, I come from uh, this um, background of wanting things very clear, very organized, you know, I am definitely not somebody that you can say, oh, she's, you know, up in the clouds, you know, flower power or unicorns <laughs> and rainbows. That's not my style at all, still isn't. But um, the most amazing thing that I discovered through these teachings was that how clear Tantra is and how much support and knowledge, like, ah, oh, I can't even, I get goosebumps, how much precious knowledge it gives to a human being for just improving and upgrading your life, even if you are not even interested in spirituality and like topics like the mind and consciousness and meditation even if you just want to have like really fulfilling relationships and discover sexuality and the deeper meanings there and and so on that is just it's it's been incredible so i was like you know you give a finger and then the rest of me was gone as well so we uh, started um, uh, with my with my husband then and my teacher. We started a school in Estonia um, where um, he was teaching and I was like managing, organizing things in the beginning. And uh, I was at the same time also working in a full time job in a corporate world in some big, you know, selling medical devices to uh, surgeons in Estonia. And at some point, it's just there is 24 hours a day and you had to choose, right? Okay, where, what's, where do I put my energy and my emphasis? So at some point I kind of quit the regular, regular job and just dedicated my time on developing our school and our activities and then becoming a teacher myself later on. So this is how everything started. And um, since then uh, we've become indeed an international school. We are doing over 35 retreats, courses, events per year online and in person as well. And students from all over the world are joining those retreats, those events. And really it's 
we've been doing statistics in every course that um, when people join, there's always at least like between 15 to 25 nationalities that come together regardless of where the course is taking place. And so this is what we do, teaching authentic Tantra, not the superficial kind, not the one that just talks about sexuality or just about looking deep in the eyes. Nothing wrong with that, but there is so much more. So, yeah, I think this is um, the way I was uh, introduced into Tantra and into spirituality as a whole was through this sexual motivation initially. And I'm seeing this um, being repeated with lots of people who come to Tantra as well, or who come to our school, that that's initially the motivation. And that's beautiful, in fact. It's, it's really, really wonderful. If everybody would come to spirituality through sexual motivation, I mean, people would be happy, so much more happy and content. That's just like such a wonderful introduction because it, it gives such a rounded picture. And, you know, stripping it right back to the beginning when you talk about the um, idea that, or the idea that you had that Tantra was just about the sex and, that's a very, very common misconception, isn't it? And it's certainly what I Absolutely, thought, yeah. you know, my first uh, introduction into the term Tantra or Tantric was through, I'd, I'd heard something or read something back in the 90s, Sting and his wife, Trudy Styler, yeah. did this Tantric sexuality and I was like, oh, really intrigued. But I didn't really understand it and it wasn't until um a few years ago when i entered the world of kundalini and then even more recently so last year when i i stumbled across your course that everything sort of pieced itself together and i thought actually it's much more than sexuality much more than sex do you find that's a, a, a big misconception that it's just tied to the the sexual oh, yeah. thing Yes, very, very much so. We are working hard to correct that misconception, I would say. Uh, but um, indeed, the, the, it's not essentially bad that such a misconception exists, because at the same time, although it gives a very, very limited understanding of what Tantra is, at the same time, it also makes Tantra very attractive to people, because this, this desire to learn about sex for men and women, it's really intense, it's really there. However, then it depends a lot where do you land with your interest. Do you land in a place or on a website or in a course where they speak about Tantra the right way? Or do you land to a place where they speak about it in a very superficial and limited way? Yeah. So the misconception absolutely exists, but it has its pluses and, and minuses. The reason why this misconception has come to be in the first place has to do actually um, with a bit of the hippie movement from the 60s and 70s. Um, Tantra is one of the very few spiritual sciences which includes sexuality as a practice, as something that you can use for your um, personal development and con uh, development of consciousness foremost. And this is extremely unique, extremely unique in any spiritual tradition to find sex as an inclusive practice for self-development. Usually we are used to that, okay, sex is something you need to keep away from, right? If you look at most of the major religions in the world, which are certain paths on, on spiritual, in the spiritual direction as well, they say, you know, sex, do as little as possible, 
it's something to be ashamed of, something yeah. to be not to do at all. And if you are really a serious practitioner, then you become a monk or a nun and you are an ascetic altogether. So sex is not included. And most spiritual traditions are in that direction. Even we can say close to 90% of various spiritual traditions advocate um, asceticism in terms of sexuality. So Tantra doesn't do that. In fact, Tantra is just, this is so uh, amazing about it that Tantra is very inclusive. You can be sexual in a Tantric way and use it for spiritual evolution, use it for energetic evolution and, and so on, and get deeper experiences through it and so on. So Tantra is originating from India and Tibet in those areas about 6,000, 5,000 years ago. But then it was during the 60s and 70s, you know, the hippie movement, the sexual liberation and everything that this time represented, um, that the that movement kind of discovered the sexual teachings of Tantra, which still kind of existed in India, and they exported it from India, imported it to the West, but only this part of Tantra and ignoring the rest of it. And they called it Tantra because it's the sexual da 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 da. And it was, of course, very attractive and so on. And that's around this time was when this equal mark was made between sex and Tantra. And that's it. So from there on, it kind of stayed for the last several decades. But uh, when you look at the authentic teachings of Tantra, like the original texts, in fact, um, there are there, there is many. There is Vijnana Bhairava Tantra. There is the Agamas. There is uh, lots of lots of texts which uh, we talk about, we teach and so on. And then you look at, OK, what is the content there? Then you find that the sexually related teachings of Tantra are maybe making up just five, maybe 10 percent of the all Tantric. Well, that was going to be my next question. Like, How many elements to the Tantra practice? And I don't expect you to go into all of them, but yes. how many elements are there? You know, we've got the sexual side and we've got um, spiritual side. So please elaborate on that for me. Well, actually, the spiritual side is the only side. It's just Tantra yes. recognizing all the different tools that you can use from your life to reach spiritual goals. That's the unique thing. That's why when people ask me, like, how do you define Tantra? Like in short, yeah. then I would say Tantra is a spiritual science of energy. So Tantric perspective of looking at the world and even the material world, they do not differentiate between material and energetic because it's very clear that when you look deep enough, everything is energy. Quantum physics has reached to the same understanding uh, already decades ago. You take, you know, I'm sitting here, I've got this wooden desk in front of me. And if you would look deep enough and to the level of the molecules and to the level of the atoms of this material, and you go to the smallest particles inside the atom, then you see that they oscillate between being matter and energy at the yeah. same time. And what does that tell, tell us? It's a very paradoxical thing to actually wrap your head around. Okay, so this wooden thing is energy in front of me. This desk is energy. It's very difficult. We are very indoctrinated um, from birth. That's material world. And that's what's real, what you can feel and touch. This being locked by the senses. We really, really have that massively ingrained in our brains. But tantrics realized that no. There is much more you are not they were not locked by their five senses 
and they realize that the way the universe and the world is worked out or how it's made, it's made of energy, everything. We can call something matter, but matter is energy the same way as radio waves or magnetic fields or electricity in your computer right now. Everything is energy. And they went further than that. Tantrics had a, a spiritual goal after all. So how to reach what is called a high state of consciousness, which means how to build really a connection not a theoretical one, but an experiential connection to the divine. They realize that as human beings, it's not the end of evolution to be born as a human being, to lead your life, you know, in modern day, you know, doing your usual thing, going to school, maybe creating a family, going to work, maybe running a business, paying your bills, hoping to have enough time for vacation yeah. and rest, reaching old age, retirement and death. Tantrics realized, and not just Tantrics, all spiritual traditions realized that there is something inside of us as called the spirit, right? That's where the word spirituality comes from in the first place. And they realized that the meaning or the purpose of human existence, in fact, is to reconnect with your spirit. And then Tantra is one of the teachings, a huge and a vast one, how to create that reconnection. Yeah. And then inside Tantra, there are many, many tools that you one can use to reach that connection with your spirit. And um, Tantra is using the tool of energy. And this is where now we come to the original sentence that I said, Tantra is a spiritual science of energy. Yeah. Spiritual meaning its goal is to reconnect to the spirit, the true self, the high state of consciousness. There is many names in different traditions and using energy in that process, but in a very, very almost like scientific way. Yeah. yeah. We can say that tantrics were the like uh, the like Tantra was the physics of spirituality. You know, we have physics right now that we use in engineering. And, you know, when you drop an apple from the roof of your um, your house, it will reach the ground, right? The law of gravity. And everybody knows, okay, law of gravity, we know that. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, and we know in electricity, I mean, we are using it on a daily basis. It's a form of energy. You don't smell it. You can't really touch it. You can feel it when you do touch it, but you don't it's really touch something it. else, isn't it? It's not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Else. And we've learned that there is a plus and the minus in electricity. And then we utilized it for the goals that we have. Okay, lighting up the room, using the computer and so on and so forth. You know, there is... 150, 200 years of development with electricity, right? But tantrics looked in the same way like science was looking into many more fields of energy, not just the ones we are accustomed in modern day, but many more that we are not accustomed at all. So we can say Tantra looked into all energy. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's in, with a very scientific approach. So how can I use this energy for my spiritual evolution or that energy and so on? And now coming closer to the question that you asked, okay, so what fields are there inside Tantra? Then, uh, yeah, sexuality is one of them because they recognized sexual energy as a form of energy which can be used. And it's a super powerful energy. It's not just any kind of random energy. It's extremely potent and powerful 
and can give so, so much. But besides that, Tantra looked into uh, the science of sounds and the energy in sounds. Mantras originate, are originating from a Tantric tradition, in fact, the use of mantras, various kinds. Mantra is a type of sound which you can then use for practice. And the goal of mantras, depending on which mantra you use, the goal is to put yourself into the resonance with the energy of the mantra. And that resonance then is supposed to build your consciousness, such as you have a mantra for opening the chakras, mm. different mantras for different chakras, or you have mantras for connecting with um, certain forms of energy that you may want to bring more of into your character, into your being, you know, the energy <laughs> of love, the energy of courage, the energy of uh, high states of consciousness and so on, and therefore mantras. But Tantra went even more than that uh, with the science of sound, also looking into music and uh, sounds from music as a whole amazing um, uh, tradition in Tantra uh, with music and Tantric musicians who studied with masters for about 20 years. And then the incredible thing was that once you, you were a disciple for some 20 years, you were learning how to play the Rudravina, which is an instrument resembling a modern day guitar a little bit or a sitar as well. So it has a seven strings. And uh, you were then the day came when it's uh, time to test your skills. Are you still a disciple or did you reach a level of excellence and you can be called a tantric musician? And then the test was the following that you were approaching masters, accomplished, ma accomplished masters. They were sitting in front of you and you were sitting on the floor, on the ground as well with your Rudravina. And then in front of you was an oil lamp, like about a meter away, was an oil lamp which was unlit, not burning. And the assignment was that you needed to play the raga. Raga means a certain specific piece of music. You needed to play the raga of fire. And light, like you know where I'm going oil, with yeah. this already? Light the oil lamp with the energy of the music. Right. Okay. And that takes super high level of mastery that takes not just getting your um, you know the tones right on the instrument but actually it requires that you control the sound with your consciousness wow so you manifest it physically in the physical world by lighting the the oil lamp and wow. then so let me just i'm sorry so just i've got one question there then because we always hear the ancient stories, don't we? We always hear what happened, in, you know, and you see it through the scripts and they come through time. Has anybody actually ever experienced that now? In my, in my I, I have not experienced that. I haven't met a tantric musician yet who can do that, but I have experienced other fields from Tantra in a very powerful way of, or seen uh, masters who have who have powers which are amazing and wow. with energy, yes. Wow. The problem with becoming a tantric musician in modern day is that people don't have patience for such study. It's yeah. not something you can do like this, you know. It's about, it needs to bring along a change of your consciousness and that requires practice and dedication and modern people are not very 
jumping on the opportunity to study something for 20 years or something like that. So yeah, that's the only hard work, isn't it? Because, you know, when you hear about Pete, it's, it's bad enough to try and jump into a meditation for 15 minutes, you know, whoo, exactly. well, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's that level of mastery. It's how much you want to actually dedicate yourself to that. Exactly. So yeah. So these are uh, some fields. Tantra includes also the science of sacred shapes and yantras. There is one behind me, for example, different geometrical shapes and using them and their energy for, uh, for spirituality. Continuing with sacred architecture, sacred dance, Tantra yoga, the yeah, Hatha yeah. yoga. Many people don't even know that Hatha yoga um, is a form of um, tantric practice using energy. Kundalini yoga is part of Tantra as well. The authentic original Kundalini is part of Tantra. It uses the Kundalini energy. Yeah. And then there are um, lots of uh, teachings about the control of the mind and concentration of the mind from Tantra, all the way to Kashmiri Shaivism, which is a kind of a spectacular name referring to the highest teachings of Tantra about the the crown chakra, like very high meditation techniques, how to reach enlightenment. So all of this and everything in between fits into Tantra, basically. So starting from sexuality, all the way to the divine connection. Yeah. So wow. it's very, very vast. Uh, tantric astrology, another one. So it's uh, wherever energy is included, Tantra is teaching about that. Yeah. Wow. So how long have you been involved in the area of are you sort of are you do you have expertise across all areas or do you know, you know, little bits about most of them and then you specialize in particular areas? How, how does that look for you? So usually in um, Tantra, even in ancient times, Tantric masters, nobody was excellent in every single area because it's uh, so much you usually you know something about everything and then you uh, chose your path yeah like okay i'm focusing on this and uh, i feel like that particular way let's say works with mantras or hatha yoga or kundalini or sexuality or maybe a combination of two that this is my path it fits my character it fits my mind and here is where i'm getting best results so usually there is a certain focus that is uh, recommended and ancient masters had it as well in our school we are teaching uh, almost all of the branches of tantra that i listed uh with certain exceptions so some of them we are not focusing um, much on we are teaching very deeply the sexual teachings of tantra the yoga of tantra uh, and uh, metaphysics so meaning more the uh, work with the mind and the higher chakras and the high states of consciousness yes okay. we use mantras a lot we use yantras a lot um, so it's like integrated, they are very much overlapping as well. Fields that we are personally in our school not focusing so much is, for example, sacred dance or um, astrology, tantric astrology. We teach a little bit, but not in depth. But the rest of it pretty much we cover it. Wow. So just so the audience are clear and I'm clear as well, you know, um, so mantras, are those the OMS? kind of sounds are those what you're referring to with mantras or are you talking about this is, yeah. 
Certo. Yes, the, the, uh, the one that you said, the Aum or Om Mantra, this is the most famous one. It's used in many traditions um, by now. But yes, that's one example of mantra. Yeah. Um, and then there is many, many others. There are so-called short, short mantras, which are just one syllable. Or there are also long mantras, which consist of you know, much more syllables, yes. Excellent. So yes, mantra is a sound. Usually, it's not a word. Mantra doesn't have a meaning. You cannot translate it from one language to the next. Uh, people sometimes uh, say that oh, I'm singing mantras, but they do actually. They sing, sing kirtans and bhajans, which comes from um, a more devotional practice of yoga called bhakti yoga. Yeah. And those there are certain mantras sometimes in those uh, songs or those texts but often also just words which are um, having a meaning. Mm -hmm. So mantras don't have meaning, they ha carry energy. Energy, right, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. used uh, for that purpose. So talking more about energy then, there's a lot of, um, you know, you, you hear a lot about feminine and masculine energy. And you just say, oh, he's sitting in masculine energy or sitting in the feminine energy. Can you explain a little bit more about that for us? Yeah, and this is a fascinating uh, topic um, and uh, a very, very important one, in fact. So um, there is masculine and feminine energy, but not necessarily in the way we stereotype it, saying that if you if a person is soft and kind of sweet and calm and mellow, that that means it's femininity. But if a person is manifesting more intense and strong and like maybe aggression and macho type of intensity and so on, that that's masculine energy. That is not the case, in fact. On our everyday human level, we say that, but that's because we don't know better usually. Well, first of all, this um, approach that masculinity, femininity, we need to disconnect from it uh, the female uh, anatomy and the male anatomy um, yeah. and the kind of genders. We need to disconnect the genders from it because each gender can manifest both energies. So the origin of all of this, first of all, this masculine, feminine, plus, minus, Shiva Shakti, Yin Yang, and so on, um, is coming from the understanding that the same energy that Tantra used, like all these different energies, I mean, that Tantra used to learn, to discover, and then for use for spiritual evolution, they realized that when they look deeper, that energy has a certain uh, polar nature. So there are each energy has a plus and a minus, mm -hmm. has this in Taoism, they call it the yin and yang, right? And you can't get over it, or the feminine and the masculine. Even if you take a type of energy that we are very comfortable with or very accustomed to use, electricity, mm -hmm. plus and minus, and, and that's the nature of it. So that's the nature, this polarity is the nature of all energies, pretty much. And that's where this masculine energy, masculine versus feminine concept is coming from. But when you, I know you were probably asking more in the direction of, okay, what does it mean practically for modern day women and men? And, that's good to get uh, a good overview there. Yeah, no, that's a great introduction into it. And yes, you're right. We're going to go, what does yeah. that mean for men and women? Yes. So 
in uh, in uh, in modern day according to the tantric teachings actually what we see in the world is um very much the lack of the archetypical masculinity and we see an over flooding flooding of um shakti or just energy feminine aspect um, in general and now before anybody who is you know maybe you know defensive about women and their rights and uh, and so on <laughs> hold on for a moment i'm still not talking about those things i'm still in a more let's say zoomed out metaphysical level but what if you don't understand the metaphysical level you cannot understand what is happening in our daily life level or in our society as well so the polarity there are two ultimate polarities as well where the shakti is described as energy and shiva the plus side is described as consciousness and both are needed um, always both polarities need to exist equally like two wings of the bird for the bird to fly the wings need to be developed equally so both the energy side the shakti side the feminine side and the masculine side the consciousness side the shiva side need to be developed in harmony or in balance with each other for balance to manifest in the human life or in society or in the world and according to tantra what we see in modern day there is a lot of energy and very little consciousness and how it manifests is that according to tantra even aspects that we sometimes say oh it's it's a masculine quality even aspects like being you know tough or strong or leadership or you know violence or aggression and all these things is still a form of energy mm. still a form of energy and the consciousness part the shiva part is what gives the ability to control the energy when the shiva part consciousness part masculine part is underdeveloped then energy goes bananas it's like energy all of a sudden loses direction loses meaning loses purpose but when there is a masculine side there the consciousness side there then the energy or the shakti or the feminine aspect has purpose it's kind of like shiva or masculine part gives a center like a fulcrum and gives a purpose and then the shakti the energy fulfills the purpose it's like two sides of the of the coin yes so in modern day we are living in a society especially in the west i mean where these concepts have been turned a bit like topsy-turvy mm. uh, women feel that they've been you know repressed by the men for hundreds of years and it's a very male dominated world perhaps right mm -hmm. some people believe that and um you know they, that's it's very much uh, kind of uh, propagated uh, promoted in you know in media and so on as well whereas the issue is much deeper than that it's in fact both men and women in modern day both are lacking consciousness mm. so they are both manifesting more the energy aspect rather than the centeredness aspect so both men and women are i'm just going to use a bit of a joking expression but you know running around wild ah! but lacking that centeredness which spirituality gives them okay so that's really great eye-opener for me because i fell into or do fall into the typical sort of idea of feminine and masculine energy so thank you for that 
So on a practical level then, what can we all do to make sure that we are equally growing those wings and we are in the energy and the consciousness on a daily basis? What would that look like practically? Practically, it would look like uh, one learning about, for example, then either choosing Tantra as their method, as their uh, teaching to follow, and then learning Tantric teachings. And practically, it means, okay, learning about Tantric yoga, learning about Tantric sexuality, learning about uh, medit Tantric meditation techniques, applying them in your life on a daily basis and then you will see results the amazing thing with tantric practices because they are using energy it's kind of like you are going to be the one who is riding you know in the fastest lane with a ferrari because you have the energy tank and other traditions which are not using energy you're still progressing but they are usually much slower more safe but slower. Tantra has, you know, if you crash a Ferrari, it's a bit of a bigger deal if you crash your donkey, right? Yeah. But, uh, um, but the path of energy, that's the amazing thing that when you start with authentic Tantric practices, Tantric yoga, meditation, sexual practices, and so on, you will feel effects and results in a matter of a couple of weeks already, in a matter of a couple of weeks, sometimes even in a matter of a few days. Wow. Then, uh, what, what would that actually look like? Would it just look yeah. like more vibrancy? Would it look like more focus? What, what, share that. It will, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this. I experienced it myself. I'm seeing it in our courses with students all the time. Um, so the main thing that all these practices are doing is indeed they are starting to build up that missing side, this yang side, this masculine consciousness side. And once it starts building up, you will feel indeed one of the first things is you feel more centered. You feel more balanced. You feel one um, the second thing that happens very early on is that you feel emotionally like you can control your emotions. You are emotionally becoming immediately more stable. Emotions and emotional expression is the energy side, is the Shakti side. You need you have you need to develop like your internal Shiva mm -hmm. to control your own emotions. And by controlling, I don't mean suppressing and never showing them. I mean controlling them. So you can choose if I express something, I don't express how far do I go. They don't overwhelm your life and they don't make you, you know, stay in bed for a week and you, you're just feeling depleted and overwhelmed. So emotional control, mental control, having clarity, getting out of depression, chaotic uh, mind, um, sorting out your life, finding what your purpose is, finding, okay, now you, I have clarity to figure out what I need to do, you know, decide maybe about my family situation or my work situation or my financial situation and so on and so forth. So you will start living the balanced life, the so-called, you know, like the golden middle, that's where vibrancy is, that's where health is, that's where happiness is. And Tantra gives those tools in an absolute super practical way. That's the things that I liked about it from the beginning so much, because as I told you, I'm not the kind of head with the clouds type of person. I wanted things that are clear and tangible and systematic. And Tantra brings that. Wow. Very, very much so. I mean, you know, I can attest to that anyway, because 
I have done, you know, one of your taste of tantra courses, and it just even just that the first day was just amazing because you you just feel this sense of well, I certainly felt this sense of hope and freshness and aliveness that you know mm-hmm. I was quite sluggish before that, and that's obviously why I I sort of sought out and found yourself. So just imagine weeks, days, even of doing exactly. engaging in tantra practices how that would yeah, that's the amazing, exactly that's the amazing thing with tantra yeah. that you don't need to in order to develop in such a profound way you don't need to give up anything uh, that you may like really yeah. whereas if you want to take some other tradition seriously you know you want to be serious in buddhism or christianity or judaism or even there are some uh, you know lots of ascetic traditions of yoga where you just need to exclude yourself from society if you want to be a serious practitioner you should meditate in a cave for 20 years or be in a monastery and so on tantra offers you solutions how right now in your daily life you know you in london uh, having having a family having relationships having business enjoying beautiful gourmet meals with your friends from time to time watching a movie from time to time and so how all of that can be made as part of your spiritual evolution. Tantra, the sexual teachings of Tantra tell us how to cultivate sexual energy, how to not lose it, which regular sexuality inevitably causes us to lose sexual energy, to kind of, you know, deplete it, but how not uh, to do that and instead reach like high orgasmic states with Tantra. And then it's kind of like, oh, why choose the 20 years of meditation in the field and having a bowl of rice per day? Or do I choose Tantra where I can make love and have sex and uh, just enjoy everything fully? Or which way? Yeah. So. Wow, that's wonderful. So another thing that I want to um, ask you about is you hear a lot about people feeling blocked or oh, feel really blocked I've, I've been told all oh, your your energy is blocked like what does that actually mean and is it a thing well it, yes it is a thing um and tantra again completely clarifies that aspect because it it talks about the energy it looks into the energy it understands the energy in modern day however there is a lot of superficiality with this you know the word energy has become so mainstream you see it everywhere but most in most cases you don't really find the depth of understanding behind that word so when a person usually says i feel blockage here and there i feel i don't have energy or they feel like oh that person johnny over there i don't like johnny's energy and so on Mm -hmm. so what they actually are talking about is a certain feeling inside uh, maybe some kind of intuitive feeling which of course has energetic roots Uh, and then the question is okay if you feel that you don't like johnny or you feel stuck somewhere in your own being what does it actually mean what does it actually mean where is it where is this let's say blockage that you say is it physical is it where is it well tantra gives all these answers tantra clarifies all of this in a kind of engineering way because first of all uh, what is maybe also a new piece of information that all this knowledge 
about the chakras, the science of chakras is in fact originating from Tantra as well. And Tantra has identified that there are energy channels in our being, much like in the physical body, we have blood vessels everywhere, right? And there is over 72,000 energy channels in our structure. And chakras are certain very important energy points or energy organs in our being. They determine their well-being determines a lot about our physical, mental and emotional well-being as well. So when a person says that, you know, I feel somehow stuck or I feel a blockage or I feel this or that energetically, then it can very much be a real thing uh, that there is, in fact, an energetic blockage in your structure because we are more than our physical body. We are energetic beings, in fact, and Tantra, there's a whole teaching in Tantra about the different bodies of a human being starting from the physical then the next one is the pranic body then the next one is the astral body then the next one is a mental body and so on and they interact with one another in our physical life regularly we just focus on our physical body that's the one again we can see and touch and feel and smell again the five senses right it's because of the five senses that we say okay i am i am you know my body is like this and my flesh and blood but Tantra recognizes like absolutely there is much more and our physical well-being depends on energetic bodies. So if there is a, a blockage, so-called blockage energetically in our structure, which means energy in that area of our being is not flowing, it's like stagnant, mm -hmm. then over a course of time that blockage energetically will cause a physical illness. Right. So for example, um, you have an infection somewhere or um, a classical thing that women may have is when there are certain blockages in the lower chakras, it may manifest as a, a lack of energy, mm -hmm. lack of vitality, being fatigued constantly or even issue, gynecological issues such as having, uh, you know, candida or yeast infection regularly, or cystitis, uh, bladder infection, or even more severe towards cancer as well. So all of those physical things that may have always have an energetic reason. And Tantra addresses the energetic reason. That's why Tantric healing is so powerful as well, because it kind of like it jumps over the physical body, goes straight to the energy, has tools to fix the energy and then that energy which is fixed will fix the physical body wow wow the method. it's a it's a different approach and very very powerful very potent uh, one yeah i mean it's a huge as you said it's a huge topic and you know there's we there's can a... have a separate podcast just on that I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we can make that happen you know to sort of talk about one other thing but i'm very conscious that we've been talking so much for so long and um i'd really love to give people the opportunity to come and taste uh, what you do at Summon Under Tantra School, like I have, you know, it's made a huge difference to me, just, you know, one or two days. Um, there are other courses that you do, but I understand that as a little introduction that you're offering a course. Will you tell us a little bit about that and how people can try you out? 
Yes, so um, I would be happy to meet the, the viewers of this podcast. Uh, we are offering um, regularly, usually every two months, there is a course which is titled Taste of Tantra. And it's a two days course, um, which, is giving a, which is giving you an overview into all of the different branches of Tantra. It's kind of like a taster into the sexual teachings of Tantra, into the Tantric Yoga, into the Tantric Metaphysics, Tantric Meditations and so on, Tantric Rituals even, by the way, another big category in Tantra. So these two days, it's easily accessible. It's always on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, and it has a very, very affordable uh, fee as well. Um, so you, the viewers, the listeners of this podcast are welcome to join our upcoming Taste of Tantra courses with a discount uh, oh. as well. So I leave it up to you to announce the, the code and the discount as well. Yes, we'll have a link in the bio and on the um, YouTube channel when we set that up and on social. Um, but no, very, very grateful. I'm sure lots of people will take you up on this because, you know, I think it's the missing link in a lot of people's lives. And I think even for those that don't understand and don't aren't aware of it now, once they become aware of it, they will see this whole new world open up to them. So very grateful for that, Lisa. Thank you so much. So as we wrap up this uh, show, can you tell it, share with us where we can find you on social and website, perhaps? Yes, very welcome. So our website is somananda.org. That's the uh, website of the school. All the information is there. Also about the Taste of Tantra, just on the front page, you can register. Uh, and using the code uh, podcast, you can receive 15% discount for the Taste of Tantra courses. Um, so in social media, we are on Facebook. Um, we have a private group called Live Somananda Tantra School. And in there, we are doing a few times a month free seminars and talks and discussions, meditations on all the tantric topics. We have an account also on Instagram. Um, and the YouTube channel, someone other than the school, where lots of videos are there. So these are our primary channels. Excellent, excellent. So, um, really looking forward to sharing this podcast episode with everybody out there. And um, thank you so much again for all of your amazing knowledge. It's just been, you know, I, I've, it's just like a drop in the ocean for what I know, you know. So, um, this looking forward to seeing you in further, further yeah, can't wait. and, and in-person retreats and so Yeah, for sure, because you've got a trip to Nicaragua, haven't you? I mean, obviously you're in Nicaragua yes. now, but you've got... Yeah, we are offering lots of... Um, lately, we are right now physically in Nicaragua, me and Somananda are part of our team, so we are doing retreats here in tropical location. Wow. And so everybody's welcome. No, tantric experience in the jungle or next to the Pacific coast. I'm looking out my window and there it is. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at the dark of outside <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> Lisa, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. And um, as I say, I can't Thank wait you. For, you know, to, to jump on one of your courses again and hopefully, you know, come out to Nicaragua or somewhere equally as exciting and come and experience the fullness of what you've got to offer at Summon Under Tantra School. I'm really excited for that. So, thank you so much. And uh, I hope to be in touch. And uh, thank you for inviting me. Thank you.